Welcome back to Higher Special, everyone. Yes, welcome back. The episode of the podcast where normally we talk about your career progression and entrepreneurship in the month of March, but today no fuss, no music, no intro, no script, obviously, lols. And we're sitting in the lovely sunshine of Lausanne gonna chat about whatever we learned this month exactly because i thought what we what we would do this month if this is of interest um, to you obviously if you're listening to this there will be a post dedicated to this episode on our instagram channel go higher podcast so let us know what you think let us know how we're doing let us know how we can be of more service and we thought today we just reflect on what we have learned in the past month how we have applied some of the learnings in our careers to date and how we will moving forward is that right nikki absolutely and i love how you mentioned instagram because we're learning as we go a little bit even though I worked in it a lot before it's all changed and we're learning as we're going as well but it's really great as you said if we can get some more feedback and to know what else we can do how we can make it better how we can get more followers yes more followers it's quite funny actually because so when when I asked you to you know to do the show with me and uh, to to set up this podcast together I was like oh yes she is the Instagram queen she's got more than 2,000 followers this is amazing <laughs> but actually it's been such a long time since you've done it professionally mm-hmm. when we logged back into the platform it's a bit like a who <laughs> I know. <laughs> what is this? So we've been figuring it out slowly as we go. Yeah, so many things have changed. Reels, for example, I mm. have no idea how to do them, as you probably saw if you're following us on Instagram. But sure, you know, we all learn. We learn something new every day and we love doing that. Oh my God, but talking about Reels can be... Can we talk about it? Yeah. We can talk about it. Okay, grand. So the Instagram growth strategy, obviously, we don't want to buy any followers. We don't want to make this look like a fake account. The people, if you are one of the ones that is following us already um, on the podcast and on Instagram, thank you for being there. We want to have a real and true audience that we can be of service to, that we can interact and engage with. But there's still sort of like a certain way about how you actually get your stuff in front of your audience. Even if you follow our account, for example, if the algorithm doesn't like the content, you might not be able to see it. So we sort of dug into the reels and all the different features. The more you use, the better you actually get, but you don't want to compromise on the value of the post that you put out. Um, But we had like a little viral sensation (laughs) yesterday, actually, um, where we posted the reel with with the inflatable unicorn and the skull sticker. On your carpet. On my dirty carpet that I had cleaned. Um, just five minutes before and we posted it and five minutes later we got notifications from Instagram 500 people have seen it 1000 people have seen it and we thought oh my goodness this is it we've just made it big this is genius Um, shockingly nothing came from it it was very funny no new followers five likes but these are the thrills and the trials and tribulations of starting a new business so it was awesome you're a little bit obsessed about it at the moment as well though I have have to to calm down a bit huh (laughs) oh no I will not I have heard so many times you need to moderate your expectations to curb your enthusiasm (laughs) i don't believe in that at all i want all the highs and i want all of the lows of the journey as well i love that and we had that from some of our our, Mm. um guests this month as well we had some great enthusiasm optimism and i think maybe we can talk a little bit about that and what we learned from those people that we had on no precisely i think one of the things that really stuck out among all the different entrepreneurs um whether it was johan or leila there's always a bit of a trade-off right you're leaving your security behind you might even leave in the beginning at least higher um, income and higher cash flow behind what none of them have really gone into because the season pros was the early days of you know starting to work as a freelancer or as an independent which is what i'm currently um, finding myself in so this is my first month completely off my corporate job and i gotta say emotionally it's been an interesting 
experience because during the day and in the morning it's like i love myself i love this thing it's amazing we're so smart yes we can do it and then 8 30 in the evening hits and it's like oh no <laughs> this is a disaster this is all stupid nobody loves this i hate it and so this goes for the podcast this goes for my consulting and some of the other things i'm cooking at the moment so just a shout out to everybody if you read that there's an emotional tax when you start a business you're thinking oh no but i'm stable i'm good just get ready you know, and be kind to yourself and um, allow for this time to also pass. Observe it. It's super mm. exciting. But it, it it's something very profound changes with you because uh, and we even notice this in the, in the episodes that we're recording. When we have a guest on, it's much less stressful than when it's just us talking because then it's just, you know, what comes out of our brains. Mm. That's it. Now, you just said something interesting as well to understand those those emotions as well mm. it's really important to if you feel them to let them come try not to push them away because you need to feel them you need to feel how it's going to be going forward and how you can learn to move on and get up out of bed in the morning because some people have the opposite right tom some yeah. people it's very hard to even get up in the morning because they've got this whole new rhythm and it's very difficult for them to to get going mm. and i think you're the opposite you're like way morning sunshine let's go <laughs> lake 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 let's do lots of fun things yes. so it's quite interesting how you're the opposite to a lot of people and it's great because i think it must be very difficult if you're finding it hard to get going to motivate yourself so true I think you need to just also something that I did even before I um, actually left my last position was I wanted it was the idea was to write a bit of a um, like a lean business plan but it turned into more of a vision deck and I wrote down like the three main reasons what that what do I want my life to feel like in the coming years and how is what I'm doing now with the show with the consulting business with blogging with writing with networking how is that contributing to that vision and so whenever I have a moment of panic when I'm like oh my god this is gonna be a disaster I go back to this one slide where I've got like my three main points and one of them which is the financial one is I don't want to be 50 in 20 years from now and um, fear mm-hmm. and worry about oh no I'm too old now nobody will be able to nobody will want to give me a new job and mm-hmm. um, what if I lose my job and then you have to cling on to something that you don't necessarily like so I want to build security now I want to build different income streams I want to give myself the flexibility to choose mm. and to work on things that matter to me. And then it makes it all worth it again because you can step out of the strain of the day-to-day. Mm. And we can also talk a bit about what it actually takes to run a podcast today. Mm. Um, and it brings me back to, oh, yeah, yeah, no, this is exactly what I wanted. Mm. So it, rem- it, it allows you to detach a little bit from the acute feeling, which is great. Yeah, I want to get into that a little bit later, I think, about how, the actual how, how you do, how you write your notes, you know, because you're yeah. teaching me as well to try and get my thoughts on paper, which is quite difficult. But you also mentioned something about being older and starting. So you're you're, you're quite young starting it, um, yeah. even though, and this is why I wanted to bring in was all of our guests were different ages, which was great. I love that this, oh, it's brilliant. this month because it meant that, you know, it can be at any moment, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be. And it is scarier when you're probably older, but you probably have the backing of financial after working in, in corporate That's for a it. while. But it's still scary, right? So we have people from different moments of their life. And I think if you're listening in, that's really good to listen to all of them because they all have slightly different journeys, but they're they're teaching us different parts of that journey. And I think it was really nice to have that diversity of, of age, which yeah. is really important for us. When we talk a lot about diversity and inclusion, we tend to forget about age. And for Fair me, it's point, something yeah. that we need to talk about a bit more. 
No, this is true. And it also it allows for, and again, you know, if you're out there in the audience, like sound off um, on, on the Instagram post about this episode, we'd love to know, do you feel represented by the people that we actually bring on? Because so for Nikki and I, we actually represent two of our different speakers. So imagine Nikki is the avatar to Cecilia because you're side hustling here with a podcast mm-hmm. next to your actual job. Um, and you're side hustling a couple of other things that I would you know, love for you to tell the audience a bit more about in a second versus me. I made a clean cut mm-hmm. and I've jumped in full time um, as an entrepreneur owning my own business now, part of which is the Higher Podcast. Um, so even for us, we had different people to listen to that reflected our current realities, mm-hmm. although we do the show together. But maybe let's hop in a little bit. So aside from your job in corporate and from you know being on the show here um, for Hire, what else do you get going on? Oh, that's a big question. Mm. <laughs> I often get told I have always too many things going on. Yeah, but I, I think told it's, you that. <laughs> I think it's from my career as an athlete as well. I was always like juggling everything, mm. family, friends, partner, sport, job as well on top of all of that. And um, I think it's probably just part of my DNA and my makeup. So. Yeah, yeah. But moving to where I am now, I tried to slow down a bit and I did for a while. But then I think it's just part of me to have other things going on because it just motivates me it gives me joy to Mm. have other things so well we can talk about the first thing that we did Sandra and myself bought a house last year (laughs) we got the keys just as we got locked down (laughs) we literally (laughs) took the keys and ran and back to Switzerland um because everything was going to be locked down last March and we managed to do that from here I mean fairness Sandra did most of it because of speaking French and and Arabic as well because we had some of our friends who were builders who speaking Arabic so she was juggling all the languages um from here which was very difficult but then we managed to be able to go there and we finished the project there because Mm. we were allowed to work from home and very grateful I was able to do that um but we still had that site you know it was like work or in the morning we'd go down to the house to check the builders were there (laughs) yeah check um and then we'd go back at lunch just to check how they were and then after work we would go back again and we'd start on the garden because there's always bits we had to do you know and it was really great because we managed to get it done and that was a massive side hustle for us, which were brilliant. We're able to rent that now, which is awesome. Um, and then other things, I suppose, more linked to Oh, diversity. but wait a second. Oh, Sneak promo. <laughs> Doesn't the house have its own Instagram channel? It does. What is it again, Nikki Dutas? Les Cinq Andernos. Andernos. We're going to link it down below in the show notes. <laughs> By the way, we mentioned the show notes all of the time. If, in case you're listening, you're like, what are they talking about? <laughs> in the podcast player that you're using while you're listening to the episode, there's a small arrow usually that expands text and copy. This will be dropped lots of interesting clues, hints, and links to our speakers. And we'll also be sure to drop uh, the link to Les Cinq Andernos in case you ever find yourself in France and you want to go on a vacation. Mm-hmm. This is the place. We also have a website too, so we'll mm. drop that oh. in too. Because <laughs> so not everybody is on Instagram, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and we have it on Airbnb too, so that's where you can book it. Um, yes, yeah, so we had that. But then going back to kind of my love, which is diversity and inclusion, as we, we've talked about before, has always been part of my life. Mm. And I'm trying to do a lot more and trying to push the company where I am to do more. Um, set up an employee resource group, was one of the leaders on that. And we're really getting great feedback from the company as well. They really need it. They really want to 
to work with the employees, which is really important for a company because if it comes just from the top, it doesn't mm. work as well. It has to come within the company and the culture has to be built with the employees, not just told what to do. So it's really great. I'm loving that at the moment. Um, and then yeah, lots of other contacts have come from that. I'm speaking to many people and, you know, even on our podcast, uh, speaking to a lot of people about diversity and inclusion in particular the lgbt community trying to do a lot of work on that i'm an athlete ally as uh, athlete ally <laughs> ambassador <laughs> that's a hard one to say an athlete ally ambassador um which is a really great uh group of people who look after and try and help lgbt community athletes um so that's really great to to stand up and support um, all of the letters in our community and especially the trans, our trans family, because there's a lot of stuff happening in the transgender world, mm. especially in sport right now. And I'm really, really trying to use my voice and platform, not that it's massive, but it's it's definitely working well to to help them to feel supported, um, especially as we're part of the same community. Okay, can we pause for a little mm. moment? Because I know your story, obviously, but I'm mm. sitting here and I'm watching sort of the clock go by as you're <laughs> telling us about all of this. And so the sheer, this sounds like a job, but that's not actually your job. No. So what do you actually do? <laughs> what do I actually do? Yeah. Well, I work in global comms. Yes. So global, global communicate. I need to take that. Global <laughs> communications for the company I'm w working with, and which is really interesting. I love it. I'm bringing a lot of experience from my former job as a digital manager at the mm. International Hockey Federation, but it's a slightly different job. I'm not actually creating the content right now. I'm more project managing and project leading on, on different projects that we're doing within our content studio. So we have a studio within the company who are creating all the content that goes digitally across everything, where it's advertising or uh, social media or website. We, we have a lot of content goes on our website and um, a lot of science content as well, which is really mm. interesting for me. So something completely different to what I did before. But that's awesome because, you know, we spoke, um, especially last month, when uh, throughout the entire month, we spoke about strengths and weaknesses. Mm. as well and also with uh, in, in Layla Layla's episode about how to freelance um, which was episode number eight we spoke about the importance of time management the mm. importance of being organized and so we talk about this all the time um, amongst mm. ourselves but this is a stretch space for you as well mm. right project management because you've got so much going on so much cooking finding the right vehicle in which you can capture and then action all of these different thoughts i think this is a great space for you mm. because you work in in the content um, team where you have natural ability because you've done the job before mm -hmm. but you're coming at it from a slightly different angle so there's lots of skills development for you as well yeah definitely the especially in project management in a big company and a big corporate it's very different uh, the, the processes are different um you've got a lot more uh, things you have to do before the content actually gets out mm. and then sometimes projects can't go any further you know because of different reasons and it, it's it can get frustrating sometimes but then you just have to remember that's just the way it is that's the process and mm. then we move on to the next one and that's really important to be able to switch like that because sometimes projects you'll be working on just won't happen and it doesn't it happens in all companies yeah but how you switch back and go okay fine i spent a lot of time on that but we move to the next thing and what did we learn from that and how do we make the next one better how do we get that through the process then mm. because we do especially we're quite a young 
department too so we're learning as well um such a big corporate it's my favorite hashtag hashtag keep learning yes always which is genius every day is a school day every day is a school day (laughs) this is very true no matter what age you are which is the best thing about living in this day and age where information Mm. is so readily available and the concept of continuous improvement Mm. and learning is a prized idea not Mm -hmm. something where people are saying you're wasting your time please just make the sandwich Mm -hmm. Um, but you touched on something else er um, just now where you said sometimes these projects are quite draining not everything Mm -hmm. is going according to plan i just need to show up and get the work done you having such a clear definition of the values that you stand for and the things that matter to you how you want to influence um those around you which Mm -hmm. is the whole point of the show you know we want to try and help you out there to not just show up for your nine to five but inspire you to also Mm -hmm. go to work and bring whatever it is that you're passionate about and that a gets you through those either dull moments or tough moments where you have to show lots of tenacity Mm -hmm. because you've got other things also to fuel your mojo and to yeah. fuel your moxie. And you especially use this to such a wonderful extent to also find new conversations, mm-hmm. new opportunities for yourself and within the business. So you're also an intrapreneur. Mm-hmm. So you've got it all going. <laughs> no, it's just me being myself, I think, a lot of the time yeah. too. And just I've always been a person to share knowledge and and you know bring people in, include everybody, because that's just how I work. And I think that's how... We get the best out of us and the best out of a project is if we include each other. We have a diverse team as well. Mm. Um, so I'm trying my best to bring that to the company and, and show that that's the way we need to, you know, move on as a company to be diverse, include everybody mm. like the employee resource group, because it's so important. You've got however many thousands of employees, if they don't feel like they're part of the journey with you then it's you know you're going to lose them and Mm. you end up going to waste money right because people will leave and you'll just keep having to rehire which we heard in the first month is quite expensive for a company yeah but i mean the company that you work for has made such fantastic strides um so there's nothing Mm but um you know adulation and congratulations Mm. to to you to the leadership team to anybody that is um that is working in the company at the moment interestingly for me, part of the reason to actually leave and sort of strike out on my own was that I loved my job. Mm. There was never a dull moment. I loved the team. I loved what I was learning. It was amazing. I just didn't get the opportunity to work quite as closely related to my actual passion, to you know the values that I want to represent, which mm-hmm. is the sustainability arm um, and nature conservation. So I've had the idea for... You know, for setting up um, Zamsa Consulting, for setting up my own brand, getting back into the conservation space for quite a while. Mm. And eventually, for me, it was a trade-off. Do I want to stay part of this killer team or keep learning or take the plunge and go back to where my passion really lies, which is, you know, to make um, breakdown silos between different organizations, between different sectors, bring people together Mm -hmm. to solve problems together because all the way back to when i was studying um marine ecology and coastal community management in a sudden 2011 2012 this was an issue that was apparent at the time already where so my favorite example is always everybody would people that eat fish which you know neither you i do but um if fish is part of your diet everybody wants fish on the table forever you as a consumer fishermen that rely on it for income um the big trade unions um the nature conservation ngos want fish in the sea forever uh politicians with the sdg agenda and uh, the common fisheries policy and for some reason everything keeps being overfished 
mm. nonstop, which is so strange. Everybody has the same goal. So that's a bit my mission at the moment. I want to, the reason why this is happening is that there's silos between all these different people. They can be cultural, they can be intellectual, they can be monetary, um, they can be industry pressure um uh, pressure related and just mistrust and not being able to speak the same language and so that's where i come in because i've been in the ngo side i've been in big corporate now um now i've got my own thing going and i just want to say people <laughs> could we please do this thing now <laughs> together let's work together but you talk about that and we talk about this a lot of things we want to do but how do we do it how do you bring people together how did mm. you connect people in in where you were with me like that was probably how we met because yeah. we lo- we both love connecting with new people. We both love seeing people and go, oh, they'd be great to meet them because they they feel the same. They look, you know, they, they've got the same thoughts. Um, you've got that same feeling when you talk to them. Let's connect them. Like, we love doing that. That's so how do you do it, though? So very sneaky. So interesting to anybody who's um, still with us in this episode. We do something, um, we call it a kickoff conversation with any of the guests that we actually bring on. And it's quite a tough conversation to have because you can read a lot of information on Google, right? But just like, okay, you need to network. And then, but you ask yourself, but how do you Mm -hmm. actually go about this? Because a lot of these things seem second nature, um, but there's both an art and a science to it, um, actually. So one of the ways in which I do this actively if I need to increase network, if I want to get a conversation with somebody. I will usually have an event planner where I've mapped all the events that surround my space that I'm interested in um, throughout the whole year. I'll flag, can I attend? Can I speak? at it as a speaker um, or just want to monitor and write about it on you know whatever platform I have on my blog and LinkedIn and social or go to the event and while I'm in it I will screen and browse every attendee name and everybody who's actually speaking I write them down quickly and while the event is happening I actually go to LinkedIn I flag the ones that are interesting and I start to pay attention to them during the event I try to get in touch with them during the event mm-hmm. but I have a bit of backdrop about them now so I can make a meaningful conversation and then I mirror that after the event on LinkedIn and that's how you can not reach out to somebody and say hey I would love to get in mm-hmm. touch but you can say I actually heard you say this thing at the conference friends it really resonated with me i would love to get involved so you know so there's there's um tricks to it mm-hmm. which is also something that we want our guests to obviously share because you can't read this kind of stuff on the internet no, you can't. and you can do the same at corporate that's how i've mm-hmm. made a lot of connections especially with senior leaders is trying to find out a bit more about them and then reach out that way and in the email it's not like just like hey can we have five minutes it's like you know, I've read about your journey to get to here, to this company, you know, I'm trying to do this, can we have a conversation? There's always that little personal note that is so important. And as you said, LinkedIn at events, or if you meet people at events, hopefully we'll be able to do that again. (laughs) But in general, in work, like even if it's not a senior leader, anyone that you might think, oh, I've got a project, maybe they'd be great on it. How do you do that? Like, how do you write that little email? You've got to be personable. You've Mm. got to have looked a little bit about them. Why do you want them in your team? Or why do you want them on this project? Mm -hmm. And say it in the the email, right? But that's it, especially at work, especially in corporate. I think Leila was making a a joke about this. Dear... Dear so-and-so, hey, dear. So it depends on the culture that you're working in, obviously, but it's quite easy to default into the safe space of this level of formality. Mm 
but you can't really make a make a connection. connection. We had so you asked how do I actually do this? So getting in touch with individuals is easier than making people connect through mm-hmm. a shared goal that you have to identify. But we had a speaker yesterday um, during an event. She's a fabulous person that also um, we're going to try and get her on the show as well. Susan, so don't say her name. <laughs> we're not going to say her name because she hasn't confirmed it. But we're trying to get her, and her whole gig is to connect people and to make matches happen which is an entire industry stream Mm -hmm. in and of itself you know making people meet in small rooms next to big conferences is big business um but so she's um, she's so wonderful. So I wrote to her on LinkedIn while she was talking, and I said to her, "Look, I wanted for you to I wanted to wait for your talk to end, but I literally couldn't hold my horses. Too exciting. I'm dancing in my seat, which was a risky gamble because I didn't know her well enough to figure out is this something that she would like. But that's how I felt at the moment, and I wanted to connect with who I am you. at that moment with me, mm-hmm. and it worked. And she was keen. She's very busy, so we need to try and like sneak into her agenda a little bit more." If you want to connect organizations beyond, if you want to connect organizations around a common goal, so you know somebody has business for somebody else and whatnot, what is really good is to look into, you make business with people, not Mm -hmm. with organizations for the most part. So who is the individual of that organization that can carry this message for you, that can be your... um, uh, what do we call it? The, your hand puppet that you can take mm-hmm. and move around with. But you also have to look into the organization's profile, especially. So for me, this is work around sustainability, around CSR, around ESG, where I will say, okay, this is this is on your homepage. This is what you stand for. And this other organization that on paper might be a frenemy or somebody that's opposed to you, they actually say exactly the same thing. And it's only superstition and mistrust that is keeping you from actually achieving your goals together because mm-hmm. you need each other. And so I'll work that out and I'll crystallize that and then I'll feed it to them. I say, look, you are actually the same person. And that's how then the connection becomes true, mm-hmm. how it becomes based on values. And then I just need to find two people that have an open mind. That's how you do it. Yeah, and it's also kind of touching on the fact of having, we spoke as well before, about having your entourage around you and the people mm-hmm. that will you know, you, it's a two-way thing, right? So what can they help you with? What can you help them with? And Rob spoke about that a lot in, yeah. in his episode about what can you give to the people as well? And and often that's a good way to do it. It's like, hey, I've got this idea. This can help you. And they, that's your in. And then mm. you can start to get things from them then. You know, maybe you have to offer your your skills first and then that's and then that's a way to connect too it also it depends on why you do it right mm-hmm. so if it's if it's about you wanting to you know make change or put the word out there that you are somebody that is trying to make change it's a different ball game than when it's your job so which is for me i'm always thinking about these things with like two different brains on because one this is what i'm passionate about this is what i truly want but i also want this to put food on the table Mm -hmm. so it's an interesting balancing act especially if you and we spoke about this with cecilia a little bit on Mm -hmm. the side hustle episode what does it mean if your passion is your business Mm -hmm. it's very complicated it's almost like it's a bit of a like perverse thing to think about your passion but with strategy attached to it it's quite odd Mm -hmm. but i'm just I'm a believer in that you can have more than one feeling towards one thing at the same time. And so you can also mm-hmm. handle this one thing, your your um, your values from two perspectives than being true and honest mm-hmm. and just this thing. But you can still wield them and make a career out of it without feeling bad about it. Yeah. And then you can also, if you build those relationships, it's much easier for you to then switch into, you know, asking for money maybe or asking for something Hmm. from back from them so building that relationship is really important as well and uh, Cecilia did talk about that it's hard 
you know, when she's like suddenly, okay, I need to start making money now. How do I do it? Yeah. Because you will come to that point eventually anyways. Mm-hmm. Right. So, which maybe this could be interesting um, for the audience as well. But talking about the podcast, because what I like about this, and maybe if you've seen the artwork, if you hear the production or the production value, um, the Instagram channel, this is all homemade. Mm-hmm. Right? We've put the legwork in. We've, we're writing all the episodes. We're producing this. We're doing... Um, well, Tom, you're doing most of it, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but you know, you, this is a side hustle for you, so I'm so privileged to have you on. Obviously, for me, this is more of a real job. But still, this is all homegrown. Mm-hmm. So if we go out and we talk to people about it, it's our baby. Mm-hmm. It takes effort. It takes mm-hmm. time. You need to script, schedule re-record we forgot to say something last time so we had to like you had to come walk all the way back in we had to re-record a small segment yeah. then we had the audio overlay mm-hmm. where the voice was suddenly double we had to snip all of that out and listen to ourselves and re-record at the same time so there's lots that goes into this mm-hmm. but the payoffs at the end of the day are that this is our baby yeah. and it's true and it's honest and it's real and i think that's something very encouraging if there's anybody out that's thinking about starting a new business and is just despairing because of the mountain of work. Make your priorities, mm. push through it, and most importantly, be prepared to start running when you let go of your safety net or of the lifeline that you're currently hanging on to. Mm-hmm. Right. So I did weekends. Um, before I decided to leave. So I had my homepage ready after my last day of uh, of corporate. Mm-hmm. Right, We had spoken about the podcast idea for two months before mm-hmm. we even recorded the first episode. So be prepared because once you're in the fast-flowing river of entrepreneurship and freelance, you can't really get out. No. So just be ready. Mm-hmm. It's like being an athlete, right? It's mm-hmm. all the extra errors as well that you have to put in. And it is hard work. And um, you probably miss a few things. You might have to cancel a few dinners or well, when we can't do them. But um, <laughs> even trips to the lake, I don't know. There's things, there's times when moments where you'll have to just put that extra effort in on a Saturday, Sunday, you know, even if it's a couple of hours. It doesn't have to be the whole day. Don't have to sit there all day, but like make sure you put some time aside for those things. And I think it's really helped you, obviously, because you were so prepared to do it when that day came. Yeah. But look at it. I mean, we're sitting here on a Saturday now. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Recording this episode, right? Because that's what it takes, but also we love it. Which is there's an interesting um there's a read actually. So if you're if you are on Instagram or um or not, we have a segment that every Thursday we will post like good reads. Um it's called Thirsty Thursday. There's a link in the bio that you can use. So you can go to tomzamsa.com forward slash Thirsty Thursday. I read one of the articles about entrepreneurship that discussed this thing about is passion required for you to start a business? Mm. I think you don't have to. You can make money online. You can make money with anything as a normal business owner. You're not necessarily passionate about you know, owning a small chain of Subway, for example. But if you want that and it's good income for you, fantastic. Having a passion business is not, you know, they don't exclude one another. Mm. And so I think I want people to have a really open mind about what it is that they want to do. You don't have to bet all of your money into one thing. Mm -hmm. So if your business got two arms that are purely commercial and one way you can use this money, the security, for example, that you get from doing like a fulfilled by Amazon or drop shipping um, uh, organic cotton T-shirts. But then in return, you can give free pro bono hours to smaller organizations that you've always wanted to work with. It's a worthwhile Mm -hmm. trade-off. For sure. For sure. Are we looking at the clock? Yeah. Especially, um, 
Nikki always makes fun of me because I talk too much. And again, it's happened this episode. I must apologize. But, you know, uh, we that's love just listening me. to you. We love listening. And your story, it's it's really perfect timing for this month because it was entrepreneurship and mm. you've just done it. So we, of course, we want to hear more about your journey, how you're feeling. I think we should talk about it more in our specials just to see how you go. We can be along along the journey with you. Along for the ride. Yeah. Not true. Fair enough. I'll try and share a little bit more out mm. about, um, I will actually, this is the biggest tease of all teasers because it's nowhere near ready but Leila also said this document your work I've Mm -hmm. been doing this from day one so um what I've been doing is I'm, I'm writing down method as well because it has taken an infinite amount of research and hours behind Google to figure all of these different things out there's lots of information about which microphone to use on so many different homepages, so much information about which uh, which software do you want to use mm-hmm. to actually record and edit this stuff. But there's no one place where you can land for podcasting, for example. Mm-hmm. So big tease, in a couple of months, there will also be a toolkit on how to do this. Oh, Probably, we love a toolkit, though, Yes, we, we love a toolkit. Probably also one on how to... And do you know communications in the twenty first century? How to network like a person? I'm gonna I'm gonna question you though now. So toolkit, maybe nobody's heard of this and what it is if you hmm. haven't worked in corporate because I hadn't really heard of it before. <laughs> we always have these funny words that come up when we're working in corporate. Yeah. What is it? What goes in it? And how do you use it? So it depends on how you can make it for other people that want to work together with your organization, where you explain your processes, where you can put in the exact goal and the steps and the methodology that you have to run through. For me, this is something that I want people to be able to print out. Well, ideally not print out if you print on FSC certified paper only. Thank you. But have on a second device or have it somewhere on your computer with literally steps A to Z17 mm-hmm. that you can follow and follow and follow to give you range, that give you options and choice to solve specific problems that you may encounter on your job. So again, the example is for podcasting, mm-hmm. right? where I can give recommendations, but I also want to give you the whole bandwidth of pros and cons for different solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, and voila, that's a toolkit. Tool <laughs> I think we should end on that, explaining what a toolkit is. <gasps> <laughs> well done. Well, uh, well thank you. You very answered much. my very tough question. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Because nope, so we have one. another twenty-five seconds. What is happening next month? To tell us what is happening next month. April. What is the month of April all about? Is it maybe about spring? Well, yes, <laughs> spring is certainly in the air, but. This is a passion month for me, April. All of our guests are working in or um, working in close relationship to the not-for-profit and NGO sector. We talk about careers um, in sustainability, career in social impact work, ways in which you can actually not make a trade-off between mm, I can't eat, but I really want to work for the, work for the small organization mm-hmm. or eek, I don't know how to contribute aside from making donations to organizations I don't quite know. There is a whole industry out there with well-paying jobs with jobs that can keep you afloat where your everyday work contributes to the betterment of the environment to conservation or a social cause so wildlife wildlife so if you are interested in careers in this field don't miss out it is delicious it's gold we've got our guests organized and they are spectacular with that i will shut up and nikki can see you out the door see you at the door <laughs> i hope you have enjoyed this episode we've certainly had fun thinking about it talking about it it did take us a few days to think about what exactly we we're going to talk about but here we are i hope you enjoyed it and we can't wait to see you again goodbye and as always let's, let's go, go get, get it, it. <laughs>